John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica. This is the High Gain Podcast, guys. Yep, the High Gain Podcast. It's about guitars. Yeah, that's great. Let's uh, let's spend a little time talking about guitars today, John. I think we should. Yeah, let's let's do that. Where are we recording from today? West Seattle, Washington, Ed. It's sunny out. Yeah, it's, uh, it's beautiful. Uh, we just went for a walk, got a couple of beverages. Yep. Uh, it was great. Yeah, beverages are very necessary on a warm day like this. Staying hydrated. That's right. It's key. You don't want to key. pass out. No, when you're podcasting. Yeah, good health. Exert. Very important. What's yep. your beverage? I have two today. Two? We what? went again to the Uptown Espresso in beautiful West Seattle, and I got a Vente Iced Americano with a compostable straw. Nice. Because uh, plastic straws are illegal in Seattle. Suck on that, Mississippi. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then I also got an Oddwalla Superfood. You got to be real careful with those, Ed. With uh, pasteurization, the flash. Yeah, they have had issues in the past. That was a long time ago, and I don't like you besmirching the name of the Oddwalla Corporation. You say that now, but when you're on the ground (laughs) and I'm pumping on your chest... (laughs) Did they give people, like, not Ebola or anything? I think it was Ebola. <laughs> oh, my God. I think it was. Well, I'm drinking it anyway. You are all over the map with your beverage game. Which is funny because I eat the same thing for lunch every day. Do you? Yeah, I go to Taco Del Mar every day and I get what I call a bean bowl. I walk in and I don't even say a word. They just put all the ingredients in a bowl and ring me up completely different from my beverage game. What about you? What are you drinking? Uh, I've got another one of those lovely San Pellegrino Clementina beverages. Yeah, you've been rocking those for a while now. It's a lovely beverage. It is. It's all right. It's all right. This is a different episode today, Ed. Yeah. Uh, what are we going to do? Oh. Do you hear this sound, Ed? Yep. I do. I do. Now, 
Normally, I ask you mm-hmm. and our mm-hmm. podcast viewers. The viewers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they know what this guitar is. Yep. I'm not going to do that today. <laughs> Why not? Because I have two guitars here. Yeah. This is yeah. a Fender Jazzmaster. We're not going to run down what a Jazzmaster does, except to okay. tell you that this is a 1963 Fender Jazzmaster. Yep. Yep. It's uh, black, black with a mint pick guard. So it's a really faded mint green pick guard. Yes. And uh, it's got a matching black headstock. It does. Pre CBS. It's got the clay. Clay dots. Yep. Slab fingerboard. Yep. It's a refinish. The body was completely stripped, but the headstock was all original. So they sent it to Eric Daw, and he refinished the body and made the body match the headstock. The headstock is slightly beat, so Eric was able to relic the refin on the body to match. It's a light relic. It's not one of those over-the-top, everything's ripped to shreds. Yep. Okay, so why are we playing this? Because today we are going to figure out what's going on with Fender reissues. Yeah. Why'd they do them? Yep. Why are they still doing them? Yep. What made them do them to begin with? Yep. And how did they do? Yeah. Are they worth anything or are they any good? This is yep. also a Fender Jazzmaster. Yeah. This is from the American Vintage Reissue Series. AVRI. Yep. And this guitar is from 2006. Big difference in years. This is a Sunburst and it has all the same appointments. The only difference I should call out because we believe in full transparency here. Sure. Plus the viewers oh, might, might right. notice it anyway. Yep, yep. Uh, it has a mastery bridge on it. Yep. So, yeah. why a reissue? Yeah. We have to rewind a little bit back to a time that was fraught. Oh, do you, no. Do you remember uh, 1973, 74, 75? I remember 76 because I remember that was the year of the bicentennial. A lot of flags and shit. I remember sitting in the back seat of the car with my mom driving in the morning, mm-hmm. before school even, waiting in the car in a line for gas. Yes, those are good times. You could buy gas on certain days only, depending on what your license plate number was. How did they validate that the license plate on the car was for the car? I don't know. It seems like you could just every day put a different license plate on your car. and Known by a couple of different names, either the 73 to 75 recession or just the 70s recession. Yeah. This was an unusual recession in the United States economy. There was inflation. Not just inflation. Yeah. Stagflation. Yeah. Well, unemployment and high inflation exist simultaneously. Yeah. It's a good time. Things cost a lot more. That sucked. Mm-hmm. And add to that, people don't have a job. Yep. Uh, double suckage. And the gas station thing, that yep. was because at the same time there was an oil crisis. Those OPEC dudes are fucking us up raising the cost of a barrel of oil yeah so you wait in line to buy expensive gas that you can't afford because you don't have a job you could probably rewind some of this back to decisions that were made way before with the automobile industry when they decided to pull up all of the rail tracks out of cities Mm -hmm. because the fords and whatnot wanted everyone to fucking own a car yep so they went out of their way to ensure public transportation fucking sucks sweet the shame train (laughs) 
those were the underlying conditions. Yeah. And we already have talked about that in the 70s, in general, the guitar market was soft anyway. Yeah, disco. Disco killed guitars. Right. I think that's how that went. That and, uh, you know. We have not talked about ABBA. Are you implying that ABBA had something to do with <laughs> stagflation? I'm just saying it's oddly coincidental. So the boom in the guitar market that was happening in the 50s and 60s mm-hmm. that had everybody buying them and playing them and was turning the heads of corporate overlords <laughs> went soft in the 70s. Real soft boy. Yeah, as far as Fender was concerned, this was when CBS owned them. When I think CBS, I do not think guitar manufacturing. In addition to sales flagging anyway because Mm -hmm. of economic concerns, people were bagging all over Fender because quality had slipped. Quality is slipping and heavier music is also becoming a thing. And so people are flipping Mm -hmm. over into the Gibson camp a little bit, into old Schittsville. I can imagine where CBS is thinking, wow, this is not what we thought we bought into just a handful of years ago in 1965. So they kind of like mumble through the 70s. (laughs) They tried all different kinds of advertising advertising campaigns and sure. different kinds of models we've talked sure. about the, the weird models they tried to come out with mm-hmm. everybody did yeah in, in the 70s everybody was trying something new to mm-hmm. try to make some mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. Uh, finally i guess they had had enough towards the end of the 70s in 1981 yeah cbs fender mm-hmm. recruits two dudes Hmm. They go over to Yamaha, Yamaha's American Musical Instruments Organization, and they poach a couple of dudes. Yamaha is a Japanese company, yes? Yep. But this is the American arm. Yeah. They find two dudes. John C. McLaren. Okay. He ends up at the tail end of this story owning BBE Electronics. Yes. The company that Leo Fender sold GNL to. Mm-hmm. So, oh, right, right. They were bros. Yeah. He liked John McLaren. Right. And McLaren is still friends with Leo's wife? Phyllis. Got yeah. it. He's okay. one of the dudes that they get to come over from Yamaha. The yeah. other guy is William Schultz. Oh, no. Yeah, bummer. Schultz split. He was at Yamaha as well. They bring him over, and they make him the president. Schultz. Sergeant Schultz, right? From uh, Hogan's Heroes? Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. You know, we don't have enough comedies set in prisoner of war camps with real sympathetic Nazi characters. Oh, I see nothing. I was not here. I did not even get up this morning. What the hell? You would think it was a misstep, but Nazis today are marching in fucking Portland. We don't need those dickbags. I hate Illinois Nazis. Right, exactly. (laughs) So these two dudes come in. Schultz. Schultz and McLaren. Yeah. From Yamaha. As I mentioned, they make Schultz the president of Fender. Yeah. Uh, Mop up this shit. Mop this shit up. The quote most often used when referring to Schultz Mm -hmm. is, quote, the man who saved Fender. Whoa, great. Yep. And he's not doing anything these days. No, no, he's we not. We lost him. We lost him. Back in the 90s or something? Uh, we lost him in 2006. Oh, yeah. the year that guitar came out. Yeah, the year this guitar and playing came well, out. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. So the first thing they do mm-hmm. is realize mm-hmm. that, wow, musicians hate the shit we're doing. <laughs> it's not just the wacky models. Right. The musicians are saying these things are sloppily made. Yep. They don't play well. Yep. They're hard to set up. The quality sucks. <laughs> these musicians, every time they are on stage, Schultz and McLaren are noticing, wow, they got these great vintage instruments. How come they don't even give a shit about the new instruments? Oh, must be because they suck. Mm-hmm. 
What if we were to make instruments that didn't suck? That's an idea that's so crazy it just might work. I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it, it could work. I finished my superfood and I'm moving on to my uh, iced Okay, iced well, you know, take your pulse, oh, no. take okay. deep breaths. Yeah, everything it, seems fine. Give me the heads up if you're going to die. There is a garbage can next to me and you would not believe the number of cans and bottles and bullshit in there. So, 82. They yeah. want to do vintage reissues. They actually call the line U.S. Vintage Reissues. Okay. This is still CBS. So, the inflation I talked about, 73 to 75. The stagflation. Yeah, although on paper, that recession was 73 to 75. The last impact of it went longer. It took a while for jobs, numbers to go up, for oil to go down, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So when Schultz and McLaren are trying to make the U.S. vintage reissues, the economy is still not favorable. The exchange mm-hmm. rate is better in Japan. Okay. So they say, hmm, let's make them in Japan. Ugh. We're going to move production of these reissues over to Japan. Yeah. They do that in 82. And guess what happens? home run the ones that were made in japan those are the cij right crafted in japan Japan, yes right if you're looking for a japanese guitar from the early 80s if it says crafted in japan yeah chances are real good that it's going to be a fantastic instrument yeah way more collectible now a quote about this yeah quote the early fender japan guitars rival anything fender or cbs ever did ever ever who said that I don't know. Look it up, assholes. Uh, Yeah, look it up, guys. The quality was so good on these U.S. vintage reissues made in Japan Mm -hmm. that there were people. Right. The part that says crafted in Japan. Yeah. They might just remove that part and pass it off as an older vintage guitar. That's how good they were. People would play them and say, wow, this is fantastic. Very nice. Uh, Great. In 84, amidst all of this. All this bullshit. CBS decides to sell Fender. Yep. Who do they sell it to? As an active listener and often guest of this, I should know the answer to that. Our man Schultz. Yeah. I got to think that Schultz sees this as a good bet because he's the one that turned it around. He yeah. knows what's up. At the time, Fender couldn't find anything but lowball offers. Right. The stink was still on him. Like, oh, fuck, you don't want those guys. The fucking... So yeah, Schultz yeah, yeah. gets himself together a bunch of investors. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's buy the company back. Oh, Schultzy. So they did it. Yeah. Here's the only problem. Okay. The factory in Fullerton, California yep. was too valuable in terms of real estate space. Sure. So it was not included in the sale. No Fender California. Now Schultz okay. owns Fender. He owns the name. Yeah. So this if he ever starting. wants to bring manufacturing back to the U.S., yeah. he's got to find a new place to do it. God damn it. He can manage to hang out for a little bit. Okay. Because the guitars coming out of Japan are, are top notch. Top notch. That's great. great. Sales are going up a little great. bit. Great. In 1985, yep. they found new property. Corona, California. Corona beers. Yeah, they loaned Fender some property. Okay. Yeah. 14,000 square foot facility. 14,000 doesn't sound huge. That actually sounds pretty small to me. By 1990, yeah. uh, it would be 80,000 square feet. That sounds closer. So they do that, new factory in Corona. Yeah. And they start little by little to bring manufacturing back to the U.S. Love it. Another great step for our man Schultz. Yeah. He decides, you know what we're going to do? Uh, I don't know. We're going to focus on quality, not quantity we're gonna make sure every fucking guitar is badass and i don't care if we only make two guitars a year they're gonna be great i love it when he says stuff like that do they actually follow through they do okay good uh, good so job the line is still called u.s vintage reissues mm-hmm. you can get a 52 telly 62 jazz masters 62 67 all those key years you could get 
Okay. Uh, and they were great. Great instruments. Yeah. yeah. The only changes made after that, 1998, they just changed the marketing on it. The U.S. Vintage Reissue becomes the American Vintage Reissue, or yeah. AVRI. Same deal. They're still trying to make them as faithful to the originals as they possibly can. Yep. But now they're called the AVRIs. Yeah. So, here's the AVRI. Yep. Yep. And yep. this is the 1963 Jazzmaster. How close do they sound to you? They sound super close, but they do sound slightly different. One of the biggest differences that you can see, listeners, for those of you <laughs> watching, watching, watching at uh, home, the 63 is considerably more worn. Yeah. So the neck feels smoother. It's been worn down. I would say the finish is just gone. So that makes it easier to get up and down the neck in a more comfortable way. And the yep. body feels more resonant. I strum a chord and I can feel it kind of vibrating. So yep. there's that. Whereas the 2006, of course, doesn't have any of that same wear. So they make the AVRIs from mm -hmm. 98 yep. to 2012. Yep. 2012, they again change the name. They're right. still doing the reissues. They call the series American Vintage Guitars, 2012 to 2017. Yeah. Along the way here, every little incremental change they did was in continuance of the idea of making them as faithful to the originals yeah. as possible. Yeah, they wanted them more faithful. <laughs> Just this year, 2018, they again changed the name. Yep. Same concept. It's a reissue that's meant to be faithful to the classic. Now they are just called American Originals. That shit just pisses me off. You know, we're trying to make this vintage reissue of a 62. Let's change the name every three years just to confuse the consumers. Right. It's more a You just thing. have to know, like, by serial number and year. Well, and, that's like, another weird thing. With the AVRIs and a lot of the reissues, you can't tell from the serial number. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, so each of, my, each of my reissues, I've got a telly, a jag, and a jazz master. Yeah. I have chosen to email Fender, who I should say are really nice dudes. Yeah. They, they get back to you quickly, and they're very friendly. Right. And say, here's the serial number. Can you tell me what year this is? And they'll do it. If you don't want to do that, the only way to know is to take the neck off and look at the date stamped on the neck. Yeah. Here's the thing we haven't talked about. One of these is mine, and one of them is yours. So we did that episode with Frank from ThunderRoadGuitars.com. Yes, we did the Jazzmaster episode. Yeah. And Frank brought over a 58. 58, 59, First yeah. year they were made. Like from the Montana collection. Yes. They went out to Montana and picked up a whole pile of guitars from the biggest Fender collector yeah. <laughs> who had ever lived. So we brought one of those, and John and I both... Went apeshit over yeah. Jazzmasters. Yeah, we both had to have one. And Frank said, there's one more coming in from Montana and neither of us could really justify that 58 but he said oh we've got this uh, 63 coming in and then in that same couple few weeks since that episode got this AVRI in and we both bought one which one did you buy John? I bought the AVRI yeah which I have switched back over to while you were talking oh that's cool I did it surreptitiously so the viewers wouldn't know. Yeah, you did great. So that one's John's now. Yeah. 
Why'd you get that one, John? I've played a lot of Fenders in my day. Yeah. And anybody who has knows that anything coming out of the 70s specifically and into the 80s depends a lot on the instrument. You yeah. can pick up one instrument and play it and love it and pick up one right next to it and it's a piece of shit. Yep. But when they started this reissue game, it got a lot more consistent. So I bought the 63. And another thing that I have just seen with the Jazz Masters specifically is that they seem to be kind of weirdly all over the map. The older ones, you mean? All of them. All of them. I have now played AVRI's... 60s, 58s. Uh-huh. I have liked maybe half, maybe a little more than half. I've loved a couple. Yeah. And I've just been like, ugh, on a few. Yeah. Does Back sound on good, mine. Back yep. on the 1963. Yeah. So, whoever played that thing played the hell out of it yeah, you're right this thing has been played not abused yeah i get the sense that this was a guitar that was taken care of i have exclusively played that guitar since i bought it but one of our first episodes we did <laughs> okay oh rick springfield yeah. i was gonna say rick okay sick <sighs> but springfield i got it yeah jesse's yeah. girl my phone's making fucking weird noises and so i just kicked it across the room Weird noise, dude. We talked about the playability. I think there's probably a little bit of not fancy boyness, but you know, I just really like the idea that that thing is a pre CBS. You know, there's a lot about that guitar that I like yeah. that is not about the playability of that guitar. We're in the same boat that way. If it's beat, we tend to like that. Yeah. I buy them to play them. Yeah. I have no desire to buy a guitar and then worry about it getting dinged. No, thanks. Yeah. We try to take care of the guitars here at High Gain Central. Yeah. uh, Headquarters. (laughs) We do. But that is not to say that we kid glove them or anything. Right. These are working instruments and we intend to use them. Yeah, my guitars now, they are all black. Ed's colorblind, so uh, I haven't had the balls to tell him that that guitar is actually blue. (laughs) It's, uh, yeah, black and green-esque. So Uh, Blue and red. Yeah. What do you think? You know what this one didn't have much of? What's that? Maybe the funny. I might have to look for some ironic <laughs> sound clips that aren't Morning Zoo, but more like... Uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, you know, there might be there might be stuff in there. Like maybe this one's just a different one. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds really good. Yep. You know, if you want to buy a reissue, whatever, if it plays good and you like the way it looks, that seems like that should be a pretty heavy motivator. I got to hand it to Fender on the reissues. As far as I know, from the time they started doing it in 82 to current day, their reissue line guitars haven't been crazy expensive. Go find like a reissue Les Paul. 
Right. It's like, what is oh that? Oh, my like, God. How much are those things? There's, Man. there's like, so many just $4,000 less Pauls. Uh-huh. And I just, ugh. No thanks. Yeah, it's but crazy. Like, like, the current American originals. You can get those 52 Tele for 1600 bucks. Yeah. I have never owned a Tele. Huh. I absolutely would be in the market for an avri yeah when that montana collection came in right they got in a 72 or something that that sounds about right had been in a smoke-filled bar (laughs) for 30 or 40 years and it was a blonde that had turned bright orange from smoke from this bar and I kind of loved it. And it, it had a sticker on it that said Libra. Yeah, like the Zodiac sign. You know? You know about that, guys? You know about the Zodiac. Ted Cruz, the Zodiac Killer. Ted Cruz, yeah. Yeah, Zodiac Killer. Allegedly. Allegedly, Allegedly, Senator, Senator Ted Cruz is the Zodiac Killer. Allegedly. Yeah. We should be like Trump. I'm not going to say Ted Cruz is a serial killer. That would be irresponsible and wrong. Right. I don't know if he is. Uh, what do I know? What do you know? Not much. Nope. I'm back, back to the 63 now. Back on the, back on the oldie. Uh, with the matching headstock, mine just says Fender on the headstock. Oh, that's right. Because the little Jazzmaster sticker would not show up. So they on just... Black. On black, black on black. So they just removed it. I guess they didn't bother making like a gold sticker or something. So it just says Fender on the headstock. Is that my my shit's all dinging? God damn it, John. Yeah. Ed did not go into airplane mode, apparently. I don't know what I did. Do you feel like you are any more clear on the (laughs) vintage reissue picture, Ed, than you were heading into this? You know, I feel like uh, these goddamn guitar makers and they're renaming their reissue lines and historics and avr like i don't give a shit i could not care less what it's called i don't know from a marketing point of view i think the current one american original i think that's succinct enough is it more succinct than avri which no one says american vintage reissue maybe that's why they did it it was too much of a mouthful that could have been but still like it doesn't say american original or american vintage reissue on the guitars they both made 52 tellies and 62 jazz masters Uh and whatever who gives a shit what it's called is that just some marketing dude needs to justify his position (laughs) (laughs) maybe there's gonna be some madman kind of dude who's all pissed off at you now yep i hope he's mad at john yeah i get enough of the people mad at me yep that's my gig so are you uh are you compelled that you think uh like like now would you be in the market for a 60 pre-cbs jazz master no not because i'm not compelled but i'm just not there economically say you could get rid of a couple of avris and go into a pre-cbs i think for where i am right now i don't need to do that yeah there you go all right. All right. Well, uh, listeners and viewers both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why they make reissues at Fender. Yeah. That is, you know, it's all cash grabs. Yep. Cash grabs. It's all money. Yep. Yep. So you've been listening to the High Game Podcast here on the High Game Podcast. 
<laughs> thehighgamepodcast.com. Yeah, and thehighgamepod at gmail.com. And the high gain on Instagram. And the high gain on Facebook. Yep. And the high gain on Twitters. Yep. And probably elsewhere. Yeah, elsewhere. I don't know. The, we're on iTunes. Yeah, if you have any problems with what we've said, uh, take it up with Ed. Yeah, eat shit. Yeah. Eat shit, you dirtbags. Oh, there you go, then. Yeah, leave a review on iTunes. Yeah, review this on iTunes. Tell yeah. us what you thought. Great. All right, then. Okay, bye.